together. I say this a lot, but I love coming to church. I mean, I love coming to church. Think about it. I get to see you guys, get to share about what God's doing. And even if I'm preaching or I'm not preaching, I love coming to church. For 30 years, I never went to church. I went once when I was five, once when I was 30. I'm making up for lost time. I missed out on a lot of blessings. How about y'all? And we still got some blank seats, so if y'all want to come on down next time, we got room for you. I appreciate everybody turning, turning the, the computer on today. You're not here by accident. God has a plan, and I believe that he's going to use this message to not only bless us right here in this room, but people all over uh, that will be listening to this. So with that, you know, I, I thought about this when I was putting the message together. I've had a lot of time this week to think about all the good God stuff. You ever get some of those moments in your life where you actually could catch your breath and go, Woo! He's just so much God. Even in the midst of our failures, we can see things like that. Even in the midst when we need forgiveness and we need to give forgiveness, and even in the midst of victory. And notice I put victories because it's not like a one-time deal. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Just wanted to share a few things. Um, if you got your Bibles, we're going to be primarily in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4. I love the song that we were singing. You guys sounded good this morning. And uh, I love just worshiping and praising the Lord. So I want to go ahead and uh, read our scripture. And we're going to work through this a little bit. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9. It said, we are pressed on all sides, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Can anybody relate to that? Can anybody, has anybody been kind of crushed a little bit in life? Maybe the things didn't go right on your job. Maybe you didn't get the promotion. Maybe you got the promotion and it wasn't what you thought it was going to be. Has that ever happened to anybody? I remember one time I put in for a job. And I got stationed in this other building, and I thought, yeah, 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 and I'm like, I want to go back. I want to go back where I was, but God used that to grow me. He, God used that to stretch me. Sometimes uh, we just got to get out of the comfort zone. Anybody in the comfort zone? Anybody in the comfort zone right now? Well, we'll fix that, okay? <laughs> we'll fix that. Because you know what? God is about us growing and stretching and, and just you know, just there's so many things I want to share today. But as uh, I was looking through here, Paul's writing to the, the Church of Corinthians, and, and he's just laying it out there for them. And we all go through stuff like this. We all go through different seasons of our life. And some of those seasons seem to drag on. Some of those seasons are amazing. Some of them are tough. But I can tell you this. This is what the Lord has been showing me over the last 20 years. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm honest about this. I really try not to say, why, Lord, but say, what, Lord? Now, why is this happening to me? It happens to everybody. Everybody. Everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a season that it's rough, some rougher than others and all that. But let me tell you, when it's on your front porch, it's rough, right? But I try to ask, Lord, what are you teaching me during this time? And I believe as we keep our hearts open and our, our eyes on the Lord, he will start unfolding things and showing us things that he is working even in the midst of our storm. So when we're in the storm, just realize you're not alone. And I tell you what, I tell you anybody else here uh, that's just tuning in, if, if you're going through a storm and you don't have a church family as well, you are missing out on a huge blessing. So I want to take from one side here to one side here and everybody that tunes in, thank you for my church family and all their prayers each and every day for my family, for the ministry. It's amazing. This just popped in my mind. You know, uh, many times I talk about Pastor Nick, our, our pastor over in the Philippines, and they're continuing to grow and do things, and, and God is using them in a mighty way. And he sent me some pictures, and, and they're building this floor on top of cinder blocks. And he says, buddy, you know, he says, instead of running back and forth, it's, it costs so much to go to different churches. I just sleep here and work on stuff. You know something? Sleeps there on the floor so that he can work on another floor to be used to bring glory to God. And then he sent me another picture and another picture. And he sent me another picture, well, a little movie, and it blessed my heart. There's a little boy, nine years old, like this, helping his dad, Nick's son. And he's got a shovel, and he's shoveling mortar, shoveling mortar. He wasn't complaining. He wasn't whining. He wasn't doing anything. He wasn't looking at his clock. And it really touched my heart. We have so much to be thankful for. I'm so thankful for our brothers and sisters that are serving all around the world, the missionaries, those that go, those that give. It's really touched my heart. And I thought, man. And he told me, he says, my son wants to be a soldier of the Lord. Wow. 
I have to say this, I think he already is. He wasn't just serving with his back, he was serving from his heart. And when his heart got right, everything else fell into place. See, what happens is, this ain't even the message. <laughs> what happens is that our hearts get out of sync with the rhythm of what God's doing. And we start to realize that, you know what, we need a course correction. But, you know, as I was looking through this and Paul's talking to the Corinthian church, he, he really talked to them about stuff that we deal with each and every day. So I'm going to go ahead and jump on down a little further for saving time. I encourage you guys to read, read the... 2 Corinthians this week, and be encouraged with that. I'm going to drop down to the 16th verse for time, uh, saving time. I want to read this for you if you've got your Bibles, follow along. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary tr troubles are achieving for us the eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is unseen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. What is seen is temporary. What is unseen is eternal. Man, that right there, we're going to go through a few things of that. But I don't know about you guys. When I read that, I think about failures. You know? We think about when we're looking at different things, you know, and, and we just go, wow, what in the world am I going to do? Man, can God, can you ever use me again? And look at this. Failures are not final with God. You can write that down. You can tattoo it on you if you want to, if whatever you need to do to get that in your heart. But I'm going to tell you what, the biggest lie of the enemy is that God can't use you anymore because you blew it. Well, I'm going to tell you what, you're looking at a guy, I believe God's still using me and I've blown it. I still blow it. I don't want to, but I'm human. But aren't you glad that God's grace will lift you back up? Aren't you glad that God will turn around and still use you in the midst of that? And, and I think that's the thing that we, we often buy the lie that so often it's like, God can't use us anymore. I remember when I first got saved, the guys at work were like, oh, he's going through a stage. <laughs> One of my good buddies pulled me to the side and said, hey, look, man. Just watch your back. I'm, I'm praying for you. I said, what's up? He said, they're waiting for you to fall. They're just waiting for you to fall. I'm thinking, whoo, appreciate the support. Right? Because they, 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 they saw such a, 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 a change. They go, it, it'll wear off. I pray that it never wears off. There are some days, let's be honest, that we represent God much better than others. And there's other days that we just go, man. This is, I, I won't be real honest. I remember one time, this has been years back, and I got mad. I don't usually get mad at work. This is the only time I think I could ever remember getting mad at work. And I, we were working on this thing, and it was just like, if they ask me this one more time, I'm going to scream. They asked me this one more time, I went, boom! I was like, why do you got to ask me this one more time? Everybody just went. And so then guess what happened? I was convicted because I acted like a complete fool, right? So you know what I did? I didn't say nothing. I just went on about my business. Nope. I got everybody back in there. I said, y'all got a minute? I said, that is not usually how I act. I'm sorry. No excuse. I apologize. They say, no, no big deal. And they walked out. And one guy, the same guy that told me, watch your back. He said, man, that did my heart good. He said, I was thinking you weren't human. <laughs> but let me tell you, they don't ask that anymore. They know I'm very human. But in that moment, do you know in that moment, things settled down with my crew and everything else that God's worked with because they know I'm just trying to walk it out. How about you? They saw failures. I was never going, oh, I got it all right. I never got it all right. I didn't have it all right. I still don't have it all right. But I'm following the one that does, and his name is Jesus. And that's what gets me up in the morning, knowing we get a fresh start. Knowing that my failure and your failure is not final with God. I'm going to go back to a verse here. Look at this. It says, therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. Man, anybody feel like they're wasting away sometime? Whoo. Yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us the eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Listen to that. It outweighs everything we can buy, everything we can see, everything we can think of. He said no mind, no eyes see, no mind is imagine the things that God has prepared for those that love him. Can you think about that? I think I could dream up some crazy stuff and just say, man, heaven would be like this. Oh, it ain't even touching it. it ain't even touching it. Read through his word. 
You cannot put God in a box. But I'm looking at this here, and, and I said, well, you know what? Why do you think he says don't lose heart? I know. Anybody else know? <laughs> because we're going to have some failures. We're going to have some meltdowns. We're going to have those things. How many people get really silly when they don't sleep? How many people just silly and they blame it on they don't sleep? <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm just, I mean, we're being honest, right? We just say, oh, I haven't slept. How much you sleep? 12 hours. How much sleep do you need? But sometimes it's like that. And, and all the stuff sometimes just start working on us at times. But it's no excuse. You know, just get back up. Count your blessings. I, I wrote this down. I said, you know, we talk about this life being temporary. We hear it all the time. It's temporary. But the way we live it sometimes, you think we're going to be around forever. Right? Oh, I got to do this, and I got to save this, and I got to do this. Not saying don't be prepared. But I am saying, how much are you preparing for the long haul for eternal life? Get that straight first. Everything else will fall in line. Get that straight first. It'll fall in line. You know what? I remember my dad saying this. He said, boy, you start dying the day you took your first breath. My dad was such a motivator, wasn't he? <laughs> Thanks, Dad. I always say, if I'm sick, please don't send Daddy. Like, hey, it ain't looking good. It ain't looking good. But what I did see in my dad's life, when he came to the saving knowledge of Christ, he was reminding me to pick the positive. He was reminding me of all that God has done for our family. And I appreciate that. You know what? Aren't you, aren't you thankful to know that your mom and dad know Jesus. Aren't you thankful for that? See, I'm in a place in my life now where you're kind of in the middle. You're still raising your kids a little bit, but you're also looking out for your parents, and you kind of get like this. But I'm going to tell you the thing that keeps me getting going and getting up is because my mom and dad know the Lord. My dad's with the Lord, and you know what? Who knows? My mom might be there anytime. Guess what? We might be there anytime. Are you ready? I hear people say that all the time. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Are you? You ready to give account right now? Ain't nothing you left undone. Just saying, if there is, get busy, get with it. Now, I am not saying we work our way to heaven because we know it's by grace we're saved through faith. Not that of ourselves is a gift to God, right? But I'm going to tell you what. When I get there, I'd like to have a good report. How about you? I'd like to hear, did, did you teach them my word? Lord, the best of my ability. Yeah. Did you tell them about me? Did you help people where you could? What about this? What about that? I don't know exactly how it's going to be, but I know one thing. The more I feed into what he says, the more I make the adjustments in my life, and the better off I am here, and the better off I am there. Somebody say amen. I want to be a blessing. How many people like to be a blessing? How many people know people like to be a blessing when they're blessed in return? Did y'all catch that? They don't mind giving if they're getting, but if they're giving and they don't get, oh man. Well, you got the wrong motive already. It's all about the heart condition. You can shake it up, roll it out, put it in a pan. It's all about a heart condition. Let's go with this here. Now, what else happens when we see some of these things in our life? I said, the enemy will steal our dreams from us and replace them with a counterfeit. Has that ever happened to anybody? Oh, yeah, it will. See, he'll dangle that whatever it may be. For me, it was the music thing, the music business. The music, oh man, I want to play more music, and we were playing, and we were doing, and all this, and we're talking a low level, man. We're talking garage band. But in my mind, at 18, 19, 25, I thought we were doing something. And guess what? Then the Lord had to come in. Guess what? Best deal I ever had in my life. But let me tell you, there was a season in my life I was on that rope like we talked about the other week. You know, I was on that road. Do I stay? Do I go? Do I, I know what. I'll rock and roll on the weekend and then uh, make sure Denise wakes me up and then just prop me up in church and I'm good. Now, I know this doesn't happen to anybody here, but this would happen occasionally with me early on. I got home at 3 o'clock in the morning. Boom. Amen. And I said, I'm just listening. I'm concentrating. <laughs> I'm concentrating, you know. I was thinking, well, I'm just showing up. And that was okay. Because you know what was happening? Even in the midst of that, my limited understanding, God was still using that. He was still planting seeds in my heart. Still planting seeds in my heart. You know what? Getting the hearing of the word. Get in that. 
And as times kept going by, God turned around. He's so gracious with, with, with the dreams. My dream was play music, and the Lord allowed me to play music for him. Come on, man. I just wanted to jam. And then I got to jam for Jesus. Woo. But see, the enemy will try to give you counterfeit. We're turning around, we're playing at Hoss's Deli, man, I'm jumping off the pool tables. So many people pressing in, so many people pressing in. They charge us $7 a head, the fire marshal's going, you cannot bring any more people in here. Woo! And then I get saved, I was like, man, I'm going to do the same thing for Jesus. Got 10 people. I was like, what happened? Then you buy them free pizza. Then somebody looking at the gluten-free stuff, now you got eight. I was like, Lord, what's going on here? I remember telling my buddy, I said, I said, what's happening? I'm the same guy, same thing. But guess what? I wasn't the same guy. God started working through that. And my buddy, he, he had some wisdom and knowledge every now and then. And he said, well, if you take the drugs and the drinking and the, and the wildness out, you probably still had the same eight people. I said, you know, you got a point there. But you know what? I'm not putting that down. I'm lifting God up. And so as I finished out some of my contract with jamming and all that, every time I go somewhere, I just tell them about Jesus. I just tell them about Jesus because I got the microphone now. How's everybody doing? I hope you're having a blessed night tonight. All right, good, good, good. Don't forget to tip your waitress and bartenders and everything else. Do you know Jesus? Everybody's going, who is that guy? See, I had made up my mind on the last little bit. Before I left, I was going to tell everybody what was going on. And we had this big thing at the, in the middle of the, of, of, the, of the night. And you get to do this big guitar solo. Woo, man, I'm up here. My hair blowing back and forth. Belly wasn't looking like this. It looked like a pair now. It was a little bit thinner. Like this. I'm going like this. I, I black out trying to re, recap that. And all this. And come out there, and I had a guy stumble up. He said, hey, man, you jamming. You jamming. I was like, oh, man, I hope he ain't driving. He said, hey, I got his $5. Give me $5. I said, man, I appreciate that. I'm going to put that in my music ministry, brother. You need a ride home? He said, a what? I said, I'm going to put that in the music ministry. I said, I'm getting ready to wrap this up, man. If you, if you really like my playing, let me tell you where I'm going to be. Let me tell you where I'm going to be Sunday. He's like, what? I said, oh, no, no, no. See, talking about the counterfeits. God was trying to make it look, not God, the enemy was trying to make it look like everything I was doing for God didn't make a difference. Oh, but it was making a difference. And it's still making a difference. Don't get your eye so wrapped around on what you see. What are we talking about here? Hey, I'm working with this right here. The eternal glory far outweighs all that. Because I know in the last six months that I was playing with my contract with the guys, a lot of people heard about Jesus that wasn't them. That's all right. Guess what? My head didn't hurt near as bad when I was jamming for Jesus than it did when I was jamming for the world, right? Still had to take my clothes off in the garage with all the smoke and everything else inside to come in the house. I'm just being real about it. God started in my mess. And he's not done with us yet. Let's keep on rolling. Don't count yourself out. See, when the crowds were getting thinner and thinner and thinner, I was starting to question things. Well, maybe I could do both. Maybe I could do, maybe I could just walk on the fence, you know, but I found out the devil owns the fence, so I just jumped over with Jesus. And when I committed to do that, guess what happened? A whole lot of cool stuff. Start writing more songs. Did a cassette, I'm telling how old it, we did a cassette. Got to go on the radio, did a TV commercial. All these things, I'm thinking, <laughs> God is on a roll. Was that loud? It ought to be. It ought to be. Man, because then I realized it wasn't about me, it was about him. And every time that I would step back and make it more about him, he would just blow me away with what's going on. Man, I played music for 20-some years. I ain't never made a CD. I played music for 20-some years. I never went to a radio station. They played my stuff on there. I never talked to somebody on the radio. I never got to do any of that stuff. That's God's stuff. And God was so gracious to start filling me up in those little areas because I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand. If you're in a place in your life right now and you don't understand why things are going like they are, maybe God's just preparing a little bit more of your heart right now. Maybe God's working some other things together for the good. Maybe we don't see it all right now. 
I ain't even looking at the notes. I'm just telling you what's on my heart today. This is what's going on. I know that we look at different things, and sometimes we want to start counting ourselves out if it doesn't look like we think it should. Let me tell you, it never looks like I think it does. How many people got the plan, and you think it's going to look this way? I thought, man, now here's something y'all probably didn't know. You know what I want to do? I wanted a hot dog stand, get married, and have some kids and be left alone. I still ain't got no hot dog stand. It's okay. I, 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 just, I just didn't know how it was going to shake out. I was shooting pretty low. But God said, raise it on up a little bit more. Raise it on up a little bit more. Tell you what, you're going to be employed by Jesus himself. I like that. I like that. How about y'all? That's what I tell people. If they, if they read this and they don't like it, take it up with my boss. It's his word. Deal with them on it. I'm going to do the best I can. How about y'all? So don't count yourself out. How about this here? Don't let past wounds keep your future opportunities from you. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I wrote this down this week. I said, the world will hold you back, but God will hold you up. The world will try to hold you back. And, and a lot of times people that love you don't even realize some things. And I'm going to tell you another story. Y'all got time for a story? Yeah. I had a very close friend of mine um, was in the ministry with me. And when I first started getting going and, and, and God was opening up some doors. And you talk, I'm telling you, you talk about a guy that had no idea about ministry stuff. I would be that guy. I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't go to church, so I didn't have any framework. That's probably because I'm over the edge now. But God said, you know what, I'll use that. I'll use that. I'll use you to reach people that a lot of people won't reach. Good. Sounds good to me. And I remember as I was studying, and I'll tell you what, just feeding on the Word of God. Every Bible study I could go to, anytime I could do stuff like that, I was just jumping in and everything else. And, and, but, but there was always a little reminder. Yeah, man, but you know, you didn't do this and you didn't have that. And, you know, you're, you're really not a great speaker on this. And, you know, all these little things, right? Even to the point where I did a wedding for somebody, and I, I, I talked to my, my buddy at the time, and he goes, man, can, can we talk? I go, yeah. I had forgot all about this till last night working on this. He said, man, you know I love you, right? I said, yeah, man, yeah. He says, uh, you're the music man. You probably need to stick with the music. He said, I, I really think you're stepping out of your gifting, you, you know, the speaking and the marrying, and why don't you just do the music, man? I don't want to see you get hurt. And I walked out of there and I thought, man, I know this guy cares about me. Am I missing something? And God reminded me of this. Last night and that day, he wasn't there when you were seeking me. He didn't see what I showed you. He didn't hear what I told you. You keep doing what you're doing praise God that's for somebody today he didn't mean anything by it he thought he was helping me he thought he was he was buffering. yeah I'm sure when I started out the, 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 the shoot it was a little rough hey every Sunday could be a little rough but I think back and when I was putting this together sitting in my dad's rocket chair this week I remember that he didn't hear what I spoke into your life. He didn't see what I showed you. He didn't know the promise that I promised you. That's going to that's gonna affect somebody right now in their life. Don't let somebody else drive your bus. Don't let them chart your destiny when you know God has told you something. Amen? They're not hating. They're not meaning anything by it. But I'm going to tell you, when it comes down to the bottom line, you make sure that you're walking with it the best of your ability, even through your failures and all your past and everything else. And how many know some people that are close to you will remember your, your failures more than you will? Anybody got friends like that? <laughs> Change them. <laughs> Change them. Change them. Man. How many people have gone to, uh, just real quick, how many people go to some of the... Uh, Class reunions. How many people are, are, are uh, encouraged when they leave there? That's why I don't go. I don't need to spend $80 for somebody to tell me I've gained weight. I don't need to go there for somebody to say, yeah, I can't believe that. I don't, you know, 
Now, that's good if you go, but you know what's funny? I didn't know I was going to ask that, but I didn't see one person raise their hand and say, whoo, I was encouraged. Because you know what happens? Now, me and Miles went to, I went to my wife's uh, reunion, school reunion. I had a great time. Nobody even knew me. I, hey, they took a picture. I jumped in the middle. What's going on? They said, who's that guy? It's just me because I don't know nobody. They don't have my backstory. It's good. Me and Miles had a good time. We sampled everything. We danced out there. We had a good time. We told jokes, everything else. But I never went to one of my own. I don't need to go to one of my own. If you want to go, that's fine. But what I'm saying is what I've seen many times in my life, people want to just bring up on my past. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, a new has come. That guy's dead. Done. I'm done. That chapter's closed. I'm not saying I don't miss it. I'm not saying I don't, you know, uh, miss the mark meaning. But I'm not going to go back there and stay there. But it's okay. But I love sharing Jesus. And so that's what I, when I do see folks, I loved it. I got to tell you all this. Y'all might have heard it. This is a true story. Everything I tell you up here, I try to tell it the best I can. I went to, I went to Chick-fil-A several years ago. And I was in line. You know what I was getting, don't you? A milkshake. I love it. <laughs> I was getting a milkshake. I love milkshakes from Chick-fil-A. So I was there. And I saw this lady. I said, that looks like my teacher when I was in high school. I said, man, that's good. I said, I'm, well, I'm almost afraid to say anything because you're probably going to mace me. But anyway, I said, well, I'll just be cool and talk to her. But I said, man, that lady was really used in my life. She, we did this thing called science fiction fantasies, part of English or whatever. And we, every day we had to go and uh, we had to write five minutes. We had to journal. That's where I started journaling. And I would write stuff, and I would write pretty heavy duty. This is what's going on, everything else. Y'all forget, I got married in high school, right? So I was going to school and being a husband and going to work. I would not use my life as a role model on that piece. Anyway, I'm going, looking through there, and I would write stuff. And she was so gracious when she would grade my paper. She, she, would, she would be encouraging. And I thought, man, I really appreciate that. I bet you she's going to flip out and find out I wrote a couple of songs, everything else. And I said, excuse me, ma'am. She said, yes. Kind of like, yes. I said, I don't know if I, I know you not, if you remember me or not, but I'm one of your students. And she said, oh. I said, yeah, I went to Kikatan, this and that. I said, we used to write in our journals every day. And she said, oh, okay. And I told her my name. She said, buddy, that, that's good. She said, well, what are you doing with your life, son? I said, well, ma'am, um, God's opened up doors where, where I'm pastoring the church and everything else. And the woman grabbed me and gave me a hug. And she said, thank the Lord you're not in jail. <laughs> Ain't that something? She read a lot of stories. <laughs> Ain't that something? I guess she remembered me. You know, isn't that something? That's crazy right there. And I thought, appreciate the vote of confidence there. See, sometimes those past things will keep you from future opportunities. Let me tell you what. There's still, I believe, how many people believe that, that you believe that what's ahead of you is still better than what's behind you? I believe that. That's why I get up in the morning. I say, man, Lord, I don't know what you're going to do today, but it's going to be awesome. You know what? Because I got forgiveness. How about you guys? Oh, yeah. Why don't we receive it? I went the other day to a friend of mine and uh, sat down with this guy. Really, a lot of respect for this fellow. And he said, hey, man, I got to ask you a question. He says, what is the biggest thing that you deal with in ministry? What is the biggest stumbling block you see? What is, what is the, the hardest spot that you see in ministry? I said, that's a great question. And then I told him, I said it would probably have to be reminding people who they are in Christ and whose they are. He said, really? I said, we, we go through life and not realize what God has done for us. We go through life and not realizing whose we are. And see, when we're a child of God, we're setting the family. We got total access to God. Amen. We've been forgiven. How many people are thankful that they are forgiven? Not just today, not just last week, not just our past, but all sin. Wow. Now, that doesn't mean that we live any way we want. What it does mean is we should live the way God wants us to. 
Because sin is not shackling us now. We've been open to the things of God. We have wisdom. We have the mind of Christ. God is working in our heart. God is drawing us closer to him. And God wants to use your life in a mighty way. And don't think this for one minute that God can't use you because of your past because we've already seen it's been taken care of. Amen? All right. Well, look at this. And then I had to add on one more thing. I thought I'd give you part two. What's the other thing? And watch your toes. Finding people that are committed to the call. Bing, just drop the pen. We've been really blessed. There's a lot of people that are committed here. I am not hating on anybody, anything else. I'm talking to folks that said they were going to do something in their life, and God's called you to do something in your life, and you try to come alongside, and then you don't. Not beating you up, I'm lifting you up. Get back in the game. Maybe if you don't hear anything else today, maybe that's it. If God's called you to do something, if God's nudged you and spoken to your life, just like I told you when that guy told me, man, you're in the wrong business. Basically what he was saying, he said, it's all right for you to do this, but you need to stay here. God said, no, 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 we're not staying here. We're not staying here. We're not staying here. You know what? We're going to go after victory, after victory, after victory, after victory, after victory. And you know what? In between those victories, there's going to be some tough times, isn't it? It's going to be a little law. Guess what? I want to learn from the law and praise right on through the valley and the mountains. We get to the top of the mountain, we're going to rest? No, we're going to find a bigger mountain. Keep rolling. Heard a guy say one time, he said, I didn't come this far just to get this far. I'm going to keep on rolling. Tell you all the time, I'm going to kiss you. Dad, you better slow down. Why? Why? See, the wheel will keep turning. The wheel will keep turning. I want to leave the biggest impact that I can for Jesus before I live here. leave here. How about you? Guess what? If I fall over tomorrow, y'all get somebody else to come in here. I hope you do. But I tell you what, I want to pave the way the best I can so it's easy for that guy or that gal or whoever. I want to pave the way. So you know what? He said, well, Pastor Bud is gone, but you know what? Man, he was all about Jesus. How about you? We need to walk in the forgiveness. Remember whose we are. Look at this. 2 Corinthians 4, 8, 9, where we started out. We're pressed on all sides, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Get that in your heart. Get that in your heart. Because there's going to be days that you feel like you've been pressed on all sides. Oh, man. I've had those days, have you? I've had them recently, have you? Guess what? Hey, look at that. But we're not in despair. But we're not forsaken. But we're not destroyed. So if he wakes you up this morning, he's got something for you today. How about that? He's got something for you. And I want to go ahead and be all about it. More and more you talk to people, and, and they wonder why I, I just, I, I hear the negative stuff, negative stuff, negative stuff. Anybody know anybody just a little bit negative? Oh, yeah. Is anybody willing to say that sometimes it's them? Sometimes it could be. Man, leave it behind. You've been forgiven. You've been set in the family. You're ready to roll. Let's keep on going. I said this, I say it this way. I said, we are forgiven, so start living. You remember that day that you realized that God forgave all your sin? I do. I called that woman right there on the phone. Grandmama, I gave my life to Jesus. Woo! You know how many prayers she had for that to happen? A many. How many people are praying for their children right now? How many people are praying for, for spouses for their grandchildren right now? She's got a lot of need time in before I got here. I'm going to tell you that right now. And I'm grateful for people praying. Whew, let me tell you. But I'm going to start living. I'm going to start living with it. How about y'all? Let's keep on rolling. Y'all awful quiet today. What is it you need to do today to be what God called you to be tomorrow? What is it that you need to do today so that you can be who and what God's called you tomorrow? Make an adjustment. What's the adjustment? What do we got to do? Don't live in past mistakes. 
I said, there's opportunities and, 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 and things that, that God has got before us. We get an opportunity to grow in wisdom. I said, man, don't wait for things to get easier or get better. Step in and step out of your comfort zone. I wrote this here. I said, you're a child of God with a call on your life, with a promise in your spirit. Don't settle. Don't blame others. Don't follow man's approval. Get God's word on your situation. Had I listened to that guy's assessment of my life, I got a feeling I'd have probably been a little bit bitter at this point. Had I listened to, and I'm not coming down on that, had I listened and said, yeah, you know, you're right. I'm just going to settle, and that's it. You know, that's probably out of, out of my comfort zone. Let me tell you, this right here, this out of my comfort zone. You're looking at a guy that got sick every day before he went to school. I didn't know if I was going to graduate. I, I hated that. It's not for everybody. But God started working something different in my life, and he'll work something different in your life, and he's not willing to leave you where you are because he loves you too much. You want to know how much he loves you? I'd say about this much. And he rose on the third day. Isn't that amazing? So many times, I think, we walk in forgetfulness instead of forgiveness. Walk in the forgiveness. Anybody need forgiving every now and then? Oh, yeah, we do. Are you quick to forgive others is my question. Are you quick to forgive others? That's something we can work on, isn't it? Because I'm going to tell you, don't let it block your victories. I had victory on here, and then I went back and changed it to victories. Because it's not just one victory. It's, we work from victory to victory to victory. I said our life journey is not just, just to build, uh, our life journey is not just built on one victory, but on continual victories. Man. You're still not living about, when, you still ain't winning when you won the, uh, living in the ping pong championship with that, right? Or, or when you got your first pay raise, or whatever the case might be. It's the next victory, it's the next thing, it's the next deal, right? But through that, guess what? You had probably had a little bit of downtime, didn't you? Did anybody have a little downtime along the way? I know I have, but what I'm trying to do now is I spend time with the Lord. What can I learn from that downtime? What can I learn from that? Victory after victory. You know, David went through a lot of things like that, right? Here he is. He kills Goliath, cuts his head off everything else. He didn't say, hey, you can't do that to me. I got a giant's head. No, there was some more downtime. He went on the run. He went on the run and trying to see what he could do. And guess what? God was still working and working things in his life. If you're in between those places, between victory and victory right now, you're in a great place for God to teach you something, for God to show you his forgiveness, and God to turn around and just show you how much he loves you. Amen? Let's keep on rolling here. Your greatest victory is still to come. I just asked that a little while ago. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? I believe it is. Why do I believe that? Because I'm not stopping. How about you? I'm not quitting. Because there's somebody else out there that needs Jesus. There's somebody else that needs to hear the word of God. There's somebody else out there that, that needs encouraging. Anybody ever need an encouraging word in here? All the way over here? You need an encouraging word over here? I know I could use it. I'm thankful for the ones I get from you guys. You guys are great, man. Checking in, lifting up, praising the Lord. Man, I'm going to tell you what. That's good, good news. I said some of the brightest blessings come on the darkest days. Woo, come on now. That's going to preach to somebody right there. I said, without going into great detail, I can tell you through some difficult times in my life, I've seen the Lord's provision, his mercy, his compassion, his favor poured out in abundance to me and my family. I'm going to tell you right now, it's a little dark in my house. Just be honest with that. But God is constantly showing me different things. I said, Lord, while I'm going through these different situations, Lord, show me where you're at. I know you're here. And you know what he does? He does. Maybe through a phone call, maybe through this, maybe through that, something else. It's amazing. If you're looking for the blessing, God will show it to you. It might not look like you think it should. It might not be the size you want it to be. It might not be in a time frame that you're thinking it is. But I'm going to tell you this. God will still work in your darkness. Amen. Now, let me ask you, how much light are you shining in your darkness? How much light are you allowing in? Are you allowing the word of God to show you these things? Are you still seeking the Lord? Do you just shut your Bible and say, I don't want to play no more? I'm going to tell you what, that's the time you need to dig in. How many people get up sometimes, I just don't feel like going to church. That's probably the day you definitely need to be here. 
Amen. And you know what happens once you get here, you say, Woo, I'm so glad I got there. That was right what I needed. Amen. It is because God knows what you need. Let's keep on going. He is the God of our gaps. You say, what do you mean by that? You got a valley and you got a mountain. You got a valley, you got a mountaintop. Valley and mountaintop. He's the God of the mountaintops. He's the God of the valley. He's going to still be with us, still be with us walking through those things. We don't serve a halfway God. I love it that, you know what, when everything else seems to be stripped away, God is there. I think that's amazing. How many people lay in bed at night and thank God for all the victories in their life? Or do we lay in bed and tell them all the problems? Now, there's nothing wrong with talking to God. But it's a good thing to listen to God, too, right? It's a good thing to listen to see what he's saying. Maybe there's some adjustments that he wants you to make. Maybe he's saying, you know what? Hey, hey, daylight's coming. Sunshine's coming. Keep on trusting. Keep on working. Keep on going. Let's keep on rolling. And I'm telling you what, as, as I go through things like that, sometimes I look back in my life when things get tough and I go, whoo. I remember when things were tough back here and God got me through it. I remember when things back here was tough and God got me through it. And I, next thing you know, I've encouraged myself in the Lord because of the truth of his promises. And I realize, you know what? He ain't done with me yet. How about you? He's not done with us yet. Aren't you glad? He's still molding. He's still shaping. He's still lifting up. He's still encouraging. Man, that's the, that's the Lord that we serve. So not only is this God of the mountaintops, he's the God of the gaps. And everybody has some gaps in their life. We have some meltdowns. We have some shakeups. We have some shortcomings. But you know what? Sometimes when I can really keep my, my eyes on the Lord, and I'm working on that every day, I almost get excited. Now, I ain't wishing for bad news, no, don't get me wrong. But I'm anticipating, I'm anticipating God coming in and showing me, I was with you right there. I was with you right here. You never was alone. I shared this many times. I remember it's been about uh, nine years ago, my dad passed away. And right after my dad passed away, we had moved to the, to the second building. And I remember pulling up in there, and I was feeling sorry for myself, old shovel lip and everything. And I said, man, this is the first time that I ever went in to preach being fatherless. And I no longer got that out of my brain. And the Lord reminded me, you've never been fatherless. I'm right here. Man, when I got out of that truck, I was ready to do a hallelujah backflip. Just like now. I'm not alone. How about you? I'm not alone because God is for us. I'm not alone because he said he'll never leave us or forsake us. Even in the gaps, even in the good times, bad times, what other times, in the crazy times, in my past, and in my future, God is still here. Look at this here. Psalm 73, 26 is a good one to put on your refrigerator, but better if you get it in your heart. Amen. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Man, I even chose that as a memory verse this week because I tell you, that right there, let that take traction in your life. My flesh and my heart may fail. Has that happened to you? Have you made bad decisions? Have you did impulse things? Have, have, you, have you held on to things too long? But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. You ever come up short and realize this? God's more than enough. Have you ever come up short and say, you know what, I don't know how we're going to make this happen, but God does. And the door will open and this will happen. And somebody give you a gift card or something like this. Or somebody will top off your gas tank or whatever it is. Maybe if it's, if it's in the natural. Or maybe somebody say, hey, you know what, I know you've been going through some stuff like this. Lord, tap me on the heart. I'm going to step up to this. How about this? How about if you're not just the person that's receiving? How about if you're the person that is, is giving? We're going into the holidays. There's a lot of people that are probably coming up short. When I did street ministry, the number one thing to help me do street ministry, I didn't try to figure it all out. I wasn't saying, well, I don't know why they're here. Oh, they're probably just doing drugs. Oh, they just, need to get, they just need to get a job. I knew what they needed. They needed Jesus. Just like I do. Every day. I saw so many cool things happen doing street ministry stuff. It was amazing. I'll give you one real quick. When we were doing a lot of the recording, we had this particular program. I don't even think they make it anymore. It's called Cakewalk. And Cakewalk is a pro program that you record, and, and it's got all these tracks and all this stuff. And, and, and they were phasing it out, right, to come in with all the newer stuff. But we were still using it.
And I was actually getting pretty good at some of that stuff. And I was at a bus stop down in East End, and there was a guy come up, and he had a, had a laptop computer on his back, and he was going through some different things. And, and I said, hey, man, can we get you a lunch? How can I pray for you? And he was telling me about different things going on. I said, what do you love to do? I mean, God's even orchestrating the, the, the conversation. He says, man, I love music. I said, man, I love music. He said, I've been working on a few things. And he breaks out his computer, flips over. It is the exact program that I use. And he couldn't figure out how to do some of the things on there. I just so happened to know how to do that. He goes, man. Now, I'm going to tell you when that guy woke up that morning, Going down the road on East End, I'm sure he didn't think he's going to see some long-haired rock and roller, got saved, help him fix his music. But God used that to open up the conversation to tell him about Jesus. I got to share about Jesus. I got to lead the man to the Lord. I got to tell him all the good things that God's been doing. And he, he knew it was God because it was too far out. But God's right on time. See, there's a lot of our life, we just think, oh, there's no way that this could happen. Well, there's always a way with God, amen? There's always a way with God. Don't get overwhelmed. Let's bring this thing home. Therefore, do not lose heart. We lose heart because guess what? There are trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer. Jesus said we overcome the world. How many people are ready to hear some more good news? Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Let me ask, are you renewing your mind with the word of God? Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? With the word of God. Read the word of God. Stand on the word of God, the promises of God. Somebody ought to be excited, right? For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us eternal glory. Man, are you looking past your pain into the possessions of the, of, of the kingdom? Are you looking past your pain? It's hard to do sometimes, isn't it? Wave after wave after wave after wave, but Jesus still in the boat. You remember the story? The waves were coming in. Jesus asleep. You don't you care about us? We're going down. Anybody ever felt like that? Be still. Boom. Stop the storm. I share this many times. I share this many times when I'm at, at funerals and things, and I tell people this. Y'all remember when Jesus sends the guys back across the, the sea there, and he says, I'll catch up with you. I'm going to spend some time praying. And Jesus is praying, and the guys get out, and it starts getting later and later, and the storm comes up. These are seasoned fishermen. They're going, this ain't good. And the water's coming on the boat and everything else, and all of a sudden, they're looking out, and they see something that appears to be a ghost. They go, what is it? Who is it? What is it? And then they realize it's Jesus walking on the water, and then guess what? The boat's still rocking. The wave's still coming in. I love this. Everybody wants to give Peter a hard time, but man, let me tell you what, he's working it, right? He said, Lord, if it's you, just say the word. I'm going to come out there and see you. It takes somebody crazy, right, to, to follow Jesus sometimes, doesn't it? You just got to be crazy enough to trust him. Maybe crazy ain't the right word, but I'm, I'm just using my own deal. I'm just, I'm just that crazy. I'm going to trust God. Yeah, but what about, I don't care about that. I'm going to trust God. And he jumps out, and he goes, and he starts walking on the water. Anybody heard the story before? Yes. He's walking on the water, and the, and the wind's coming up, and he's still walking on the water, and everybody else in the boat's going, I can't believe it, right? And he gets out there, and he gets his eyes off the Lord. Anybody ever get their eyes off the Lord in the midst of the storm? Yeah. And he goes, Lord, save me. Jesus grabs him, right? Is the storm still going on? storm's still going on. Read it. He gets back in the boat. Is the storm still going on? Yeah, it's still, still going on. And once he got everything straight, then he stops the storm. You say, okay, what's the big hotcakes on that? See, in the middle of your storm, God might not stop the storm. He might grab you in the middle of the storm. He might walk you back to safety in the storm. Because what we want to go, stop the storm. She's taking on the water. You say, that's all right. You got a lifesaver. You got me. Look at that. If you're in a storm today, don't pray for the storm to stop. Just say, Jesus, hold me. Lord, save me. Lord, help me. Let's read the rest of this. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is unseen is temporary. I'm going to stop right there and get ready to bring this home. It's taken me a long time to really try to grasp the concept of just how temporary this life is. 
I've seen young people pass away. I've seen old people pass away. I've seen people give up. I've, I've, I've seen people give out. But I've never seen God walk out. Never, ever. I used to say this many times. I always think about Miss Georgia when I asked this. I said, how many people have been walking with the Lord 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years? I said, has he ever let you down? I've not, to this point, ever seen anybody say he has. Now, they're not saying that they, they've always had it good. They're not saying it hasn't been trying. They didn't say that it's not tough. They didn't have some heartbreaks. But I've never found anybody who said that God had left them or forsake them. And you won't. So, friends, let me tell you today. If you're here today, whether you're in failure or whether you're in need of forgiveness or whether you're right now, you're in a victory, praise God. It's easy to praise him when it's good. Do you praise him when it's tough? Do you praise him when, when everybody else said, man, you're missing your calling. You, you need to stop. You need to get out. Hold fast to the words that God's given you, to the promises that God's given you. Seek him. Seek his face. Spend time with the Lord. Lord, what is it that you'll have me to do? Lord, what is it that you want me to, to work on in my life? Lord, how do you want me to serve? Guess what? You'll be amazed. I can promise you can't outgive him. Because I know one thing. He gave it all for us. Let us pray. Father, I thank you so much for what you've done and what you're doing. And Lord, I, I just love you. I thank you for the opportunity to come together today and praise you. And Lord, I know that there's different storms and there's different seasons of life, but you're the same all the time. If you're listening today and you're going through a rough spot, know that God's for you. If you're here today and you're going through a rough spot, realize God has forgiveness. Realize that it's not just one victory, it's many victories in our journey. But I want to talk to you about the one true victory above all victories. It's the victory over death. It's the victory over sin. And it was done by Jesus. Friends, if you've never received that victory into your life by faith, please listen close. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means we've broken God's law and there's a penalty for that sin. The penalty for sin is death. And God loved each one of us so much that he paid that penalty with his son. Jesus came willingly to die for your sin and my sin. He was beaten. He was bruised. He was spit upon. Because he saw the value of each one of you, each one of you that are listening today. And he died and they put him in a tomb and his blood was shed for our sin. And on the third day he rose and he sits on the right hand side of God now interceding for each one of us to call upon his name. Friends, I don't know how to make it any more simpler than this. We all need Jesus. He's here for all that need him. Don't let today pass without calling on his name for forgiveness of your sin. Realize that we need to turn from our sin. That's what repent means, turn. Agree with God that, yeah, I'm missing the mark. Lord, help me in this area. He says, hey, he's quick to forgive us when we turn to him. So, friends, I pray here right now. Anybody in the sound of my voice or anybody listening to this, maybe at a later date, it still applies. It's what God has done for you. Call on the precious name of Jesus. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sin. Turn from your sin and set your heart on the Lord. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin today, Lord. I'm trusting you. I turn from my sin. I turn to you. Lord, I ask you to fill me to be my Savior. And all God's people said, amen. I tell you what, friends, if you listen today, I pray that you're encouraged. Share the message, and we'll make sure that if there's anything, you got any questions on anything, drop us a line. We'll be glad to pray with you and for you. We'll see you soon. Amen. Everybody say